brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. It's sipping time. Yes, it's sipping time again. Hello and welcome to this sips episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. As always, we are the best thing on at 2 a.m. This is a one hour show that has been accused of being entertaining for nearly 20 minutes. We're going for 40. Dreamer. We're still banned in Alabama. Nobody really cares. And also from the local Starbucks after Brent started yelling at all the millennials to go out and get a job. So no more coffee for the rest of us. Thanks, Brent. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Brent. Yeah. Screaming at him. Take I, the I vest off and get I, a job. Yeah. I never liked coffee in the first place. <laughs> this is Made Man Bob. And joining me today, our Made Man Brent. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. I love that you put out a field of clovers out there for us to walk through. Well, somebody's got to, you know. Mm. Made Man Clovers. Good morning, Bob. Pleasure to be here today. Excited for the lineup. And good old boy, Justin. Good morning, Bob. Thanks for putting out the Lucky Charms on the craft service table. Appreciate that. And good old boy, Alan. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here. This is the first time in three times that I've remembered to come. <laughs> yes, this is also true. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Brent, Maury, and myself are you with You still haven't me. learned the way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very confused. Brent, well, you know, he's How here because we Harm's not here. So, yeah. <laughs> way too many bottles along. Way yeah. too many bottles along. Way too, way too many. Well, Brent, Maury, and myself are with the Bourbon Mafia. The Bourbon Mafia is a nonprofit organization composed of bourbon enthusiasts and industry professionals. With representation in eight states, our members combine a love of bourbon with a passion for charitable work. The group uses their love of our native spirit to raise money for local and national charities through rare bottle auctions and other themed events. Check them out at The Bourbon Mafia on Facebook. Our show is also sponsored in part by the Florida Whiskey Society. To find out more about the society and their events, visit them at ftlws.com. And lastly, we are also sponsored in part by Fine Spirits in Cooper City, Florida, home of the animatic machines, serving great wines, whiskeys, and other spirits by the glass. Sometimes. Sometimes. Um, you can find them at www.finespirits.net. And our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, and coffee. And today's show is an all-Irish show. And we're going to be discussing... After we lucky charm. <laughs> and we're going to be discussing t- products from the Temple Bar, uh, the Quiet Man, and Bar and Uski. So here are the whiskeys we're going to be discussing today. We have the Temple Bar Signature Blend. The Temple Bar 10-Year Single Malt, the Temple Bar 12-Year Single Malt, the Quiet Man, Bar and Uski Wicklow Rare, and Bar and Uski 1803 10-Year-Old. And now we're going to have, who should we have do our sips ratings? Oh, is uh, oh, there any the doubt of who we're going to have do it? <laughs> the Drunken Leprechaun? The Drunken Leprechaun, of course. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know that yeah. why that was an option for anybody else. Yeah, that's why I didn't even write it down. <laughs> So, Justin, tell us your best drunken leprechaun about our sips ratings. Okay. It's already going downhill. <laughs> <laughs> One. 
give me a glass of water to wash out my mouth. I'm just stunned. I, I, I. <laughs> Sounds like an Irishman by way of Kazakhstan. It's like that's Borat from Ireland. <laughs> Two. Nice. What, what else do you have? Well, isn't that nice? Three. Three ships. Hmm, interesting. What was this again? Interesting. Four. Let's keep this secret to ourselves. Pour me another. It's just not getting any better. It's really not. I'd, I'd like to say that it's getting better, and it's, it's just not getting better. All right. Might as well finish it. Five. Oh, my. I was unaware anything could be this good. It's like Ricardo Montalban oh trying to do Irish, I swear. <laughs> well, he's sporting the mustache. Soft Corinthian leather. See? Same, exactly the same. Do you hear that? It was exactly the <laughs> One same. One more time. Yeah. Ready? Soft Corinthian leather. Oh, <laughs> yes. from the Chrysler Coroba. So, <laughs> that's about person. that's about right. All right. Well, thank you, drunken leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna have Brent tell us a little bit about our first Brent. Thanks, Bob. The Temple Bar was established in 1840 on the south bank of the Liffey River as a wine and spirit merchant shop and is still in operation today. The bar boasts one of Ireland's biggest collections of whiskeys with over 410 bottles of Irish, Scotch, and bourbons. Tom Cleary, the current owner of the Temple Bar, is passionate about whiskey and his family have been blending and bottling whiskey in the cellars of their bar for generations. With our first expression is the Temple Bar Signature Blend, so 40% ABV, non-age stated. This expression is a blend of pot distilled Irish malt whiskey and column distilled Irish grain whiskey. This blend is aged in second fill bourbon casks. It's the color. It's got a very, very light color. All of the, our, the Irish whiskeys tend to have a, you know, a lighter color. You're not going to get a whole lot of variation. in them. And this one's probably the lightest of the day. Yeah, this is definitely the lightest of the day. On the nose... Um, you get that sweetness on the nose. You get these raspberries just just pop out at you. Raspberries and honey pop out at you. And right on the on the palate, just a beautiful, light, pleasant mouthfeel on the palate. It coats your entire mouth, and it's it's very sweet. You get vanilla, raspberries, honey, um, just a little bit of spiciness on the end, but not very much. With a beautiful finish, it just goes down so easy. It's really enjoy it. You really enjoy this one. Sounds like Wes Moonfest talking about a date. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. But um, it's enjoyable. It's very enjoyable. Alan, what do you think? I, I added a good amount of water to it, and I think it improved the whiskey a great deal. It opened it up. Uh, took away any of the burn. Which is really interesting considering it's the lightest proof of uh, anything today. Yeah. And yet that just goes to show that water isn't only beneficial for high proof whiskeys, but even on a lower proof whiskey, this is only uh, 40%. Uh, water had some benefit. Yeah. Yeah. And yet, you know, you take a look at the glass and you see some of the legs. There's still a lot of oil in there. And I'm sure this has been chill filtered, but I found it to, to be... A lovely, easy-drinking whiskey that I could easily drink too much of. Yeah, I got more creaminess than oil on the mouthfeel, though, too, which was very pleasant as well. Yeah, no, the, uh, 
I, I think this is a classically blended Irish whiskey that kind of tastes like no others. Yeah, it's like being in the in the basement down here. They they did some nice things in their basement. Yeah. I don't do anything in my basement. At least anything I'm going to let the government know about. You, well, yeah. well, you invite us over. Yeah, well. <laughs> That's bad enough. Yeah, I've got to, got to keep that lab running. You know, I've got school to pay for. What do you think, Justin? I got a spicy nose. There was oranges and vanilla on it. The front palate, before I added water to it, hit me with plums. After I added water, it was somewhat muted. I got a medium short finish, and I thought it was very pleasant. Seemed like a real classic Irish whiskey, what you'd expect when you cracked open the bottle. Yeah, a great everyday drinker. Absolutely. What did you think, Maury? I I agree with uh, pretty much everything you said, Justin. Uh, To me, uh, without the water, it was a little bit one note. Uh, To me, it's a honey bomb. I got honey on the nose, honey on the palate, honey on the finish. It was a short to medium finish. It's definitely a sweet style whiskey and uh again if you like irish whiskey i think uh this is a beautiful example you've got you know just beautiful sweetness throughout um hint of spice at the end um really really a nicely put together whiskey and again very pleasant i I would agree with alan this could easily become dangerous because you could easily drink way more than you uh would anticipate but the water really opened it up nicely and as i was saying before we typically think of adding water to proof down some of the higher proof whiskeys and you know, dilute the alcohol, bring out the flavor. This was just the opposite. You didn't need to worry about the proof, but the water really brought out the flavors. I think it uh, worked its magic with the oils and the molecules and brought out flavor and it got more tropical. Yeah, I think the, the whole key to the water issue is when you're bringing down that alcohol burn, and even 80 proof whiskeys have a little bit of burn to them. When you bring that down to a point where it no longer burns, in the palate now you can taste the flavors of the whiskey clearly yes and uh, a lot of people i know that taste whiskeys uh taste them at about 65 70 proof just so they don't get the burn and just so the burn don't throw them off yeah this is a beautiful whiskey especially for anybody who's um perhaps not a major whiskey drinker now i think this is a way a nice way to segue into uh, more mainstream scotches and bourbons in that um, it's sweet without being cloying. It's not a, I wouldn't call it girly in any stretch of the imagination, but I would say that it's really sweet and approachable. Um, yeah, you definitely, this is one where you want to go and look for this one in the bar or in a liquor store or in a bar to, to really get a, really get a feel for it because it is enjoyable. Yeah, no, no, this is definitely about a, a whiskey that I would certainly like to have a bottle at the house to introduce friends to. I, I'm a big, big fan of blended whiskeys. And so, you know, for me to find the blend that is ex- very exceptional, it's a wonderful thing. A lot of my friends like whiskey with ice, and I think this one would really shine yeah, in that put it formulation. Over, yeah, put it over the rocks, and uh, yeah. I think you have a nice. Yeah. I think you have a nice sipper. Yeah. You know, like day long sipper. Got to be careful how many rocks, because I, I would be concerned that it would get overly diluted. Maybe one great quickly. big rock. As fast as he yeah, drinks, big you rock. Think of the big ice balls. I could put him on the sun; it wouldn't melt fast enough for him to dilute that whiskey well i wasn't referring to him i was referring to his novice guests oh yeah tend to nurse their drinks Mm -hmm. a little more slowly yeah we know that ain't him (laughs) okay so we know what we're going to be drinking next saint patrick's day yes Yes. for sure at least to start i don't know how hard it is to find has anybody seen it in the stores 
I, you know, I never really looked for the Irish whiskey in the store, so I, you know, I haven't, but something I, I can look for now. All right. We're going to give this one three sips. Interesting. And we'll be back. And we're back. And we are tasting some Irish whiskeys today. We are tasting some expressions from the Temple Bar. So, uh, Maury's got the next one. He's going to tell us all about it. Thank you, Bob. The next product is the Temple Bar 10-Year Single Malt. It, too, clocks in at 40% ABV. This expression is a double pot-stilled single malt Irish whiskey that has matured for 10 years in second fill ex-bourbon barrels. Um, this one's got just a hit more color, again, probably because of the, uh, the barreling and, of course, the length of time in the barrels. It's got a very pleasant nose. Again, the nose is uh, somewhat similar to the first one. It's got a little more citrus and perhaps some uh, some cinnamon and maybe a hint of tropical mango on the nose. Uh, on the palate, again, it's got a real nice mouthfeel. It's got nice viscosity, coats the tongue nicely. Again, I'm getting a fair amount of honey, a little bit of cinnamon and nutmeg, maybe even a hint of clove and caramel. And then it's got a medium finish. Again, a very nice whiskey, very well uh, put together. Uh, really super effort and uh, again like the first one sweet approachable could definitely see this as an all-day sipper and again a nice introduction to the world of uh, scotch and irish whiskeys Alan? I, I get a lot more depth to this not that not that i didn't think the first one wasn't terrific i think it was great uh this 10 year old has some more depth to it i'm tasting the wood now you know, yeah you get years. a lot more spice out of it too you get this one you really have the spice comes out that you know that that cinnamon that pepper that all spice that that comes jumps out at you as well it does and it's a, a bit on the drier side as well where the first one you know finished very sweet this one starts sweet and finishes dry yeah and the, especially on the top of your mouth you get that dryness it's like a little bit there on that but all those all those tasting notes that he mentioned, you know, really come through. But I that, and I get you know that the, the little bit more pepper to it is the biggest difference for me from the first one to this one. And I guess that's because it's the malt. It's not the that blend really. I was impressed with the blend more than this one myself. Mm -hmm. but this, but this one is not. It's not not to say this one's worse. It's just a different, different just animal. A, just a different animal yeah. exactly. It's uh, you know so it's it's where you want your palate to go with it. And this uh, one, yeah, is, I mean it's it's not you know, it's a single it's not a blend as well right so it's definitely right. different but the thing that i get on this that i didn't get on the other is citrus it's like orange peel and like huge huge citrus on the nose citrus and like mango like tropical fruit on the nose and a little bit of vanilla but on on the palate i definitely yeah where the last one was more berries yeah. and this one is more yeah. citrus yeah yeah citrus and like you know like again like a mango or, or or something like that and and then on the palate definitely you know definitely getting more spice it's like alan said it's it's not as sweet it's definitely a bit drier um but i get uh i get a, like baking spices and cloves and all spice and and uh i still get sweet but it's not as front forward palate it's more like caramel in the back of the mouth as opposed to like honey in the front of the mouth so i thought i thought it was really nice and again this one with a little water really opened up yeah, I would agree. The water, I thought, helped it as well. I think the water helped every one of these expressions today. Mm -hmm. That we're going to go, that we're going over. What about you, Justin? What do you think of this one? I got very 
fruit forward on the nose. We got some spicy raisins and, raisins and prunes. On the palate, it was really subdued. It was subtle oh, flavor. Your six words is done. Yep. <laughs> Moving Thank on. you. Have a nice day. And uh, give him an extra word. Look, now he's taking a mile. Now all of a sudden it's the Gettysburg Address. Awesome. No profanity, please. <laughs> and it fades off to you know a pretty quiet finish, but it's really pleasant. Yeah, it's a it's a, a different whiskey altogether. It it's a true malt whiskey. It has the different characteristics that you would expect to find in the malt, a little more sophistication and what have you. Um you know the the first whiskey was extraordinarily pleasant. This one's a little bit more serious. This one you gotta think about a little bit more in order to wrap your head around it. All right, well, we rated the uh, Temple Bar 10-year single malt a sips rating of three sips. Interesting. So we're going to have Alan tell us about the final expression from Temple Bar. So the uh, final expression is the Temple Bar 12-year-old single malt that was bottled at uh, 40% alcohol. And this expression is double pot stilled. It's a single malt Irish whiskey that's matured for 12 years in the second fill ex-bourbon cask. Um, the second fill ex-bourbon casks gives it a much bigger dryerness than the first fill bourbon cask. The first fill, you're going to get a lot of vanilla. You're going to get a bunch more sweetness out of it. This one has a color that's just a shade darker. Uh, I would call it a mid-gold color with some yellow highlights in it. And uh, just a tad darker than, than the 10-year-old as one would expect from an older whiskey in the barrel. The nose is phenomenal. It's floral, citrus. I, I, I'm getting tangerines in there. I, you know, it, it's just great. And uh, on the palate, let me take one more sip. Definitely getting a lot more dryness. I would agree with you. Right, yeah, the yeah, mouth yeah, dry. Yeah. Is, Everything yeah. about it is drier than the first two. The first two are definitely sweet forward. Yeah. Uh, first one being more so. And this one, uh, much less sweetness up front. And a lot less berries on this one. Yeah. You know, a lot, you know, you get that orange, you get the orange just, you know, and the, and the citrus on it, but you really, you've gone away from the whole berries that we had on the first one. Like I don't get those, the ras, the red berries, the raspberries and stuff like that on this one. I would expect that this particular whiskey, if, if it were bottled at 15 years old, would not be as pleasant as it is at 12. I think the 10 to 12 year range on this particular whiskey it's the sweet spot. Is, is the sweet Pun spot. Intended. Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. And, you know, one thing that, that I've noticed when a whiskey is aged a little bit too much in wood, and again, nobody knows when that right time is, when the sweet spot is, you start get, getting a little puckering in the mouth. And I started getting yeah, some puckering. A little bitterness. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that bitterness, not, yes. It's not over the hill in any way, shape, no, or no, form. No. It, it's a, a lovely whiskey. It's a, a approachable, easy-drinking whiskey. Uh, it, it's a malt. It's a serious whiskey. Uh, and the spices are great. And, you know, as we go on, the finish is a little complex because not only is it dry, it's sweet as well. So you've got sweetness, you've got dryness, you've got a lot of things going on with it. Also, these whiskeys tend to be fairly approachable on the price. The Irish whiskeys tend to have a much uh, more approachable price point. 
and some of their counterparts in Scotland. Yeah, I've seen in the last year or two so many Irish whiskeys hitting the market, whiskeys I've never heard of before and haven't tried. So this is really a, a blessing for me to come here and try these and be in the company of other uh, worldly minds as mine and uh, enjoying the whiskeys Say thank you, tremendously. Justin. <laughs> thank you, Justin. <laughs> Justin. <laughs> what did you think, Brent? I, I, en I enjoyed it. You know, it, was, it definitely definitely get that dryness on the mouth. That's the one thing that, that threw me off a little bit was was that it did give your it did give your mouth a dryness and and I missed the and I missed those berries from the from the first one but that that's the but the blend but I, you're not going to get them as much with the with this one the single malt but yeah I agree that you know if we had to wait another three years 15 years you know and I imagine that but these are all very very approachable I mean you you know you can go into a bar or liquor store or a friend's house and have this and you know and stick it on a you know stick it on a big ball of ice and enjoy it all day it's just they're pleasant this one doesn't have quite the oily mouth viscosity feel that the first two did. Yeah. Um, it's definitely. Yeah, uh, didn't have the, the, yeah, the first one had the creaminess. The second one had a little bit of oil, and this one had more of the dryness. Yeah, but the, the texture was definitely no. no yeah, it was either. definitely three different. Even though there's just two years difference in those in this last two, they're, they're both different from each other. Yeah, by it, I, I would think it's the tannins that are in the wood yeah. that are giving us that impression. See, that's funny because I got a creamy, oily mouthfeel until I added water, and ironically, the water dried it out, and then it was dry, like, like you guys are saying. Could you use a little water in your whiskey? When I drink whiskey, I drink whiskey, and when I drink water, I drink water. That's a man after my own heart. <laughs> Bob, what do you think about this? Um. Definitely, okay, I think the extra thoughts time today. It's really nice having you. <laughs> the extra time in the wood definitely brought out more of the tannin because you're getting more of the dry on it. Um, it's got a nice backbone to it, though. I mean, it's extremely well put together. Uh, I got a lot of spice on, a lot of baking spice on it. And again, I've got the citrus, mm -hmm. but I got a lot of uh, this nose was a lot more floral than citrus. The the ten year was a lot more citrus. Um, I think it was a very well put together whiskey. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I, re I can't really find any flaws in it, uh, especially since it was sent to us and we didn't have to pay for it. That's my favorite kind of whiskey. <laughs> but uh, yeah, extremely well put together. I mean, they're, like Alan said, you know, there were 10, 15, 20 years ago, there were so few Irish whiskeys here in the U.S. And in the last probably two, three years, there's been a whole flood coming in from Ireland. They're They're really... Yeah, they're, I mean, they're is, like at the beginning of the boom, like bourbon is was ten years ago. You can just really see Ireland well picking the, up steam. Traditionally, you know, when you're gonna when you're experiencing Irish whiskey, you're going to be going to a local bar, and you know they only have one or two of the mainstream brands in there. Yeah, you know, so you don't you don't get your you don't get. You've got um, to go to an Irish bar. Yeah, or, that, you know, that has right. a wide I mean, because these people or, have been doing or, it since eighteen forty. Whiskey bar. Yeah, yeah, eighteen forty, and the reality um, of it is, the basement. Here, they're doing good in the U.S. Most of our Irish bars, so to speak, have an Irish select, nice Irish selection of beer, but they really tend to have only one or two Irish whiskeys. And hopefully, this That's will contribute change. to changing right, that. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, because it'd be nice to go into a. It'd be nice to go into a bar and see this on the shelf. 
Folks you like know? us really enjoy trying everything and experiencing all that we can. And so I think, you know, now we're going to start seeing maybe a hundred facings of Irish, of Irish whiskeys in the next five years on the shelves of the best bars that we can try and experience. I don't know. I'm seeing them in the liquor stores. I'm hoping you're right about the bars. Yeah. Th- I that, see the bars is many. really pushing the Jameson, the Tullamore <laughs> yeah. Dew and the, and the Bush Guinness Mills, yeah. and all the beers. But uh, I'm hopeful that the whiskeys will trickle into the bars. I think the sales teams have their work cut out for them. Yeah, I think, you know, the bars I'm talking about are, you know, the the ones that have 2,000 bottles of different whiskeys out there. They're really libraries more than bars. It's going to take, and I truly believe what you say, Amor, it's going to take a long time for the American public to really embrace all the different Irish whiskeys there because, you know, it's been so ethnically promoted for St. Patrick's Day and, and other things Irish as opposed to this is a great whiskey that comes from this they part of the world. They need to do what the champagne industry did, which is it's not just for celebrations and New Year's anymore, but you can drink champagne with your meal, and champagne is an everyday drink. And I think you're 100% right. You drink more Saint Irish whiskey on St. Patty's Day than the other 364 days of the year combined right and i think that uh, they need to take a position as mainstream in the market so yeah. people will go in and order an irish whiskey on a on a random day rather than just a scotch yeah. i think the chefs are going to have to take the lead they're going to have to do pairing menus where they recommend this irish whiskey with bangers and mash and bring it to the forefront yeah. well i can i can see it growing because it used to be you go into a bar and and you would see, you know, you'd find Maker's Mark, Jim Beam, Wild Turkey, Southern Comfort, and that was it. And now that that expansion is growing for a lot of places, you know, with the with the boom. And I think these, we might see the same thing with Irish whiskey. You know, you go in there and see two expressions. Now, next time you go in, maybe you'll see four, mm. and then maybe it'll grow from that. Well, I think there's probably more Irish bars in the United States than any other type of bars, any other es- et- ethnicity. Uh, in terms of bars and if it were me and i was trying to promote irish whiskey i would go to almost all these bars and once a month have a different whiskey tasting of different irish whiskey specials and features exactly so that now they have them on the bar okay they've bought the bottle the you know the promotion went on people got a hat or a t-shirt when they bought a drink and they and they've gotten to taste the whiskey and so next month have another promotion like that with a different whiskey and all of a sudden you're going to bring more people into the irish whiskey thing other than people that are just saying oh you know saint patty's day is coming well as we said early on in the discussion with the first whiskey um, i think these are good gateway whiskeys to bring people into the whiskey world in general uh you start with a george t stag you're not bringing anybody in that's a novice right but if you start with these you can draw in a, a wider demographic. All right. Well, we are going to rate the uh, Temple Bar 12-year single malt. Three sips. Interesting. All right. So we're going to move on to our next brand. And the next brand that we have is the Quiet Man Irish Whiskey, which was founded by a Syrian Mulgrew who named his first Irish whiskey after his father, John Mulgrew. Over 50 years of John's career behind the bar, he heard and saw everything but stayed true to the bartender's code and told no tales. 
His approach earned him the title of the quiet man, or as they say in Ireland, oh God, I'm going to murder this one. <laughs> on fear, see you in. I, yeah, I, I, Gaelic, I've I murdered, know. I've yeah. murdered worse, worse. Uh, in the US, so, yeah. doesn't, doesn't sound like a drunken leprechaun. Right. Uh, distilled in <laughs> traditional pot stills. Um, the quiet man is partnered recently with Lexco uh, earlier this year and is in the process of working on building their own distillery. So we're going to try this one. Let me grab that glass. This one definitely has got a really nice color. It's a, you know, a sort of a pale straw to it. On the nose, this one I'm definitely picking up a lot more of a cereal note on it and some vanilla. And then I'm getting some just a, a little bit. It's a little bit sweet and uh, a good bit of flowers on the back and uh, on the palate. Hold on. Mm. This one is this one is sweet, but it's not. It, it's more a brown sugar than like a white sugar or corn syrup. It's it's a little bit more earthy, sweet, and I definitely pick up a little bit of honey note on it and some vanilla. And I can definitely get some oak finish on it. Um, you know, nice whiskey. Definitely a nice whiskey to it. What do you think, Brent? I enjoyed this one. This one, you know, when you have that, you know, that color, that straw color that you said is just spot on with that. And uh, the um, the cereal notes, I got more of an oatmeal. I got yeah. more of an oatmeal to it, you know, for, you know, I guess that's the cereal note that I got. But it's, um, but, you know, when you uh, when you taste it, yeah, you get that you get that honey and sh and brown sugar, um, and there's a little bit you know, and as the palate goes down a little bit, you get that you get some of those spices to it that you know brings a nice little um, you know nice little finish to it and stuff. It just it very nice you know coat coating for your mouth, a little bit of an oily um, you know mouth coating, and um, it very enjoyable, very approachable. Yeah. And I've never I've seen this before. Forgot to mention, know? it's a it's an eight year age statement on it. So that's interesting because I'm not only am I getting some really nice nutty flavors in yeah, it now that some nuts. it's it's coming out, but I think the most important thing is that this is an eight year old whiskey, and this to me is at, you know, at its best for what I would believe it would be at this young age. Yeah, it's quite mature. Yeah. It's yeah. not, uh, young would not come into the, uh, yeah. right. I, I don't know if two or right. three more years is going to be right. that. You don't, come, right. you don't think, taste this and say, they've hit oh, their spot. this is, this is too young. You know, you don't, you know, where a lot of bourbons, especially with bourbons that are out, you know, in the craft, uh, you, you taste it. It's like, oh my gosh. Well, this is, this um, overpowering Europe over whatever, America. You know? I yeah. mean, I feel like whenever we're tasting new and crafty whiskeys that are American, we're always using synonyms for young. Yes. The Europeans, even though these are relatively new marks. We, we don't uh, have to. We, it's not mature. like we're trying to make up a word for it because they, they've matured enough. And we'll be back. And we're back and we are talking about Irish whiskeys and we're discussing the Quiet Man single malt Irish whiskey. Um, what do you think, Justin? I thought this one was pretty interesting it had like baking spices and it had a really nice depth of flavor i got vanilla cinnamon it wasn't as sweet as some of the other expressions it had a short finish but for eight years wow it's pretty good anybody else got anything to add i agree with justin it had a nice uh nice finish it wasn't particularly long very approachable 
definitely not nearly as sweet as uh, the first couple of expressions today. Uh, well made, well put together, uh, reasonably priced, very approachable. And uh, at eight years, I would say, uh, as Alan said, fully mature, delicious. Yeah. All right. Well, we rated the Quiet Man Single Mod Irish Whiskey three sips. Interesting. All right. So we're going to have Justin tell us about the next one, which has a very Gaelic name. So we're all going to laugh at him when he tries to hammer it out. Baranuski, literally translated from the Gaelic, means above the water. It is named after the rural townland that surrounds the village of Red Cross, County Wicklow, Ireland. Developed by Ian Jones, whose family is steeped in Irish pub heritage dating back to the 1800s in Red Cross. Bar and Yuski Wicklow Rare. It's 43% alcohol by volume. The Wicklow Rare is a small batch blended Irish whiskey. It's made from 80% four grain whiskey and 20% 10-year-old English. Four-year, not four-grain. Yeah, it's four-year-old grain. Four-year-old grain whiskey and 20% 10-year-old Irish single malt, which were initially matured in ex-bourbon barrels before being blended and finished in Oloroso sherry casks for six months. It's non-chill filtered and cut water from their family well in Red Cross County, Wicklow. On this whiskey, I found that there was a pretty odd nose to it. I got a little bit of tannic, a little bit of motor oil, bitter, and on the palate, it was strange, and the predominant flavor was fruitcake. It wasn't my favorite expression of the line today, but it was definitely one that stood out from the rest. But you do do strange, so I'm surprised yeah. this wasn't your favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I was say, motor oil? Talking, I'm never, strange. I've never heard anybody describing motor oil before as a, as a flavor like palette. Sunoco or Textron? Textron. Right. Textron, I mean, yeah. What I want to know is why you were tasting motor oil before that you yeah. would know what it tastes like. That's what I really want to know now. <laughs> when somebody says to you, taste this, tastes like poop. How much poop have you eaten? <laughs> All right. What do you, you think, Brian? Um, I enjoyed this one. It was, it, it has a nice little, nice mouthfeel to it. It's, uh, it's got a lot of the, lot of the notes, uh, cake, you got oranges, you got, um, I've, I wanted to say like an apple, like an like an apple uh, crisp mm-hmm. kind of uh, taste to it that I you know that I got out of it. Um, a little bit of caramel at the end, um, and a little bit of just a little bit of a peppering spice to it. Let me. Uh, it's very pleasant. It's there's it's enjoyable, very approachable, and the legs on the glass when you take you know when you take a look at it from the legs, it's like is. And uh, who do you recommend, Ra- Raquel Welch legs or something? Or uh, it's but they're nice. It's a, it's a Gina it's a, Davis. Gina Davis. Yeah. Maury, what about you? I like this whiskey. I thought it was very nice. Um, you'd expect from the description that it'd be young, because eighty uh, percent of this is uh, four-year-old uh, grain whiskey. But uh, nonetheless, the ten-year-old Irish single malt really does a nice job in marrying with it i think the sherry casks do a great job you definitely get a hint of sherry it's not an overly sherried whiskey and uh, you'd have trouble picking out the sherry if you weren't suggested to you but i think it just balances it out and uh really makes it yeah i didn't pick out any of that sherry at all you know until after it was 
I really didn't pick it out, even after it was mentioned to me, you know, that to pick it out. It, it was it is, well covered. It's a very well-balanced whiskey. Um, I would think a bit more malt in it would have helped. really helped the blend a lot. Yeah, well, 80-20, I, I agree with you, Alan, that that would have been nice. And that, I think, is why I prefer the, the second uh, Baranewski uh, which we're going to talk about next. But I, all in all, I think this was a nice effort. It was a pleasant yes. whiskey. And uh, I didn't find the nose as offensive as Justin. Um, I thought it was, uh, you know, nicely done. You mean you weren't, uh, you weren't tasting motor oil? No. I would like to know if they'd used the second fill Olorosa sherry casks or if it had been used a few times because that could account for why it would be so subtle. But it was in there six months, which six usually months. should yeah. really... Six yeah, but some of them like the McAllen. I mean, you're talking about 12 years in sherry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, six so, months, you're only going to pick up you know, yeah, and, a very and, small note. And, oh, okay. and I think you know the fact that you have a predominance of grain in there okay, is going to not pr- be as pronounced on the sherry side of it because of the grain. But it softens it. Uh, it's a lovely whiskey. It's very well balanced it for that. Yeah. You know that it didn't yeah, overpower it at all. He's got you a can, point. If you take you a barrel, see. if you take a barrel of grain and a barrel of malt and put them into sherry casks and take it out in six months or a year or five years, you're or gonna, three months. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna notice the you're gonna notice the sherry on the malt more than you're going to notice it on the grain. Absolutely. So, and also yeah. a lot of the finishing ones are going much longer than six months, oh, a yeah. year, 18 months. Yeah. More common if it's not uh, fully matured in sherry. And, th- and I found a lot of the... I've seen some where they just wave a bottle of sherry over it, yeah. you know, and... Yeah, I know. I've seen a lot. I've done... I've, I've made a few whiskeys like that where at six months, I've put too much finish on it. You know, and, and you're like, oh no, you know, you're like, you're beyond the point of no return at that point. Thank God I only make small batches. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. On this one, I definitely, on the nose, I pick the sherry up more than I pick it up on the palate. Um, but I definitely get notes of. Definitely of, on the nose. Yeah. I get the sherry much more on the nose and sort of that baked fruit fruit cakey kind of uh feel to it I, I definitely pick up some some orange peel on the nose on the mouth on it on the palate it was it again it's it's very nice it's mouth coating it's got a nice feel to it um nuts and raisins um maybe just a little bit of citrus on the back end of it i was picking up but yeah well made you know i i do think that they maybe if they increase the malt ratio maybe up to you know 70 30 something like that it might even boost it a little bit more or or perhaps leave it as is and leave it in the in the sherry butts for another six months and you know i i don't think it's bad i don't think there's any you know i think it's a very well made whiskey but i think if they boosted it up another six months i think it could take that next step up um but yeah extremely well made whiskey I, i definitely enjoyed it so uh we are going to uh, rate the Baranuski Wicklow Rare three sips. Interesting. And we're going to have Alan tell us about our next expression. So now we're going to move on to the bar on Yuska 1803, 10-year-old. That's 46% uh, alcohol, which is 92 proof. 10 years, man! A good 10 years. <laughs> Uh, 
Baras used gay 1803 is a 10-year-old single malt Irish whiskey aged 10 years in first fill Kentucky bourbon barrels. It's non-chill filtered, cut with water from their family well in Red Cross County, Wicklow. Now, I just added a good amount of water to this, and when I did, the whiskey turned almost gray. Now, one who's not very experienced would say, "Uh uh-oh, there's something wrong with this whiskey. But that clearly shows that it's not been chill filtered. So the oils separate from the water, and that's what you're seeing. This is very good. The oils coat the throat, the lip, the tongue, and uh, makes the whiskey much more softer for people to drink. So having done that, the color of it is uh, a light gold as well. But the nose has vanilla, white chocolate, baked apples, and I'm getting some other you know bakery type of notes on the nose as well. Yeah, it smells like a pie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vanilla apple bar, vanilla apple bars is mm-hmm. what I had, had on the palate there, and on it, the nose. I mean, it's yeah, yeah, and on the palate, it's filled with flavors: vanilla, apples, orange, caramel, honey, allspice, pepper, oak, even gingerbread, and a little bit of banana. So it, it's it's really. Bursts very well in the mouth. It's a lovely whiskey with a nice soft finish, and tropical fruits come through, and some cinnamon and ginger. It uh, reminds me a lot of the Caribbean. What did you think, Brett? Yeah, with this one here on the palate, you know, I got all those, I got all those uh, fruits and stuff, uh, and I got a lot of banana on it. Um, it's a very oily mouthfeel, and it's also. Very front forward, fruit forward, and and the spices were forward on the you know on your palate. So it was a very kind of like a peppery, um, an all spice up front. You know everything when everything on the mouth, while it was a nice mouthfeel, everything was front forward. Mm-hmm. So it didn't carry back to a, like a long finish or any, anything. It was very enjoyable, but I I wish it would have I wish it would have followed through, you know, carried through your mouth into your palate to. You know, I w- that's the only thing I thought the only downside to it was. You no, know? you're right. It is very front forward. Yeah. Very yeah. front forward. Oh, it's all around the tip of the Yeah, tip everything of the tongue, up everything yeah. up everything up front. And it's you know, the pepper up front, the fruit up front, the bananas up front, everything in the front palate, front part of your mouth. So Justin? I agree a lot with uh Alan's tasting notes on it. This definitely tastes like a pie. And I agree with Brent's assertions that um, all the notes are jumbled together at once and then it fades off fast. But while I'm drinking it, I like it. And it does end quick. And a lot of the, if it aged more or if they did a higher proof version, it might help the finish. Maybe they pulled this one yeah, too hard early. To, hard to say what would what would what would change that yeah. to make it. You know, it's like what would what I don't know what you would do to try to make or it oak. as. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I don't know how. You know, I think some are just made like that. That just happens like that. You know, and if you like a, a front forward palette, with you know, then it's great. You know, so chemically, just, I don't know what would change yeah, it to, right, to do anything right. else. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how you can make it. So well, some it's like, whiskeys, okay, I, wanna, I mean, some distilleries, that's just their character. Yeah. You know, some are more back palate, some are more front palate, right. some are a little more creamy, some are less, you know, I mean, they're all different. 
So eighty percent of the flavors in the wood that it that the whiskey aged in, and no two barrels are the same. So you never know what it's going to wind up tasting like. But it's a great whiskey, and I enjoy it. I think this is a lovely after dinner whiskey that could last way into the morning. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go with after dinner on this one, but yeah, it's a, it's you know, I don't. Like the others, I think it really benefited from a touch of water, though. It definitely benefited from a touch of water. I disagree with Justin on the higher proof. This is the highest proof whiskey we've sampled today. I don't know that higher proof is going to necessarily change this in terms of the the palate and yeah. and the way it hits your palate. I don't think the proof's going to make much difference because, again, that I think it. I think once I diluted it down to a lower proof, it got better. Yeah. So, you know, which a lot of whiskey does. I mean, some doesn't. We, I mean, we do it all the time. We always make fun of harm because of it. But, you know, the fact is. That's is, an easy thing to do. Well, yeah, we just enjoy it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the fact is, is that a lot of whiskeys, I'd say at least maybe even more toward, you know, the majority of whiskeys will benefit from just a touch of water just to open up some of those compounds that are water soluble as opposed to alcohol soluble i mean you know, once in a while you'll get one where you'll add just a touch of water and it just washes it out and and it's gone but that's pretty rare i mean usually either i get no effect or i get a positive effect i rarely when i add a touch of water get a negative effect i still stand by my statement if they wanted water with it they would have attached the bottle when i bought it i think Bert. could you use a little water in your whiskey <laughs> yeah okay yeah. <laughs> i think Bourbon usually don't need to add water to it, but scotch is often improved and Irish whiskey is sometimes improved by water. Fair enough. Yeah. Most of these were, you know, every one of these was very extremely approachable. There, I went, you know, I would, I would take a drink of it. I would keep it, you know, if uh, somebody came over to the house and, you know, and brought this, I'd be, uh, I'd be extremely happy with it. I, every one of them, was a very nice drinker today. Yeah. I, I think they were all great. The one that that really, you know, sparked my interest the most is oh, the, the first Temple one. Bar Irish oh, that Fliss whiskey. You never forget your first. Before we start talking about blend. the others, let's let's give this one a rating, and we're going to rate the Baranowski eighteen oh three ten year three sips. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Everything got yeah. three sips. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. No, it is interesting you know, because is interesting. because we had this many different expressions and they were all a little different. They were all yeah. different, but they were all different in their own way. But the we you know we rated them all the same. Well, that's the thing. It you know you can taste you know there's a character to an Irish whiskey that they all tend to sort of fit into a big box. But they're all when you taste them side by side like this, every one of them's different. And being there that most of them, I don't know about these, but most Irish whiskeys are triple distilled. You know, you're going to get a lighter whiskey. That's yeah. what Irish whiskey is known of, for. I know and one of these was, was only double Several still. Several of these are yeah. only double, which I found interesting, Alan, because we didn't touch on that, but I agree. The main difference between Irish and Scotch is the Irish tend to triple distill and the Scotch tend to double distill. Right. And uh, yet there were several of these that specifically did say double distilled. So, uh they they were That's very the they were they were lighter than scotch but wonderful yeah, yeah. So, it was a good trade lineup so, yeah 
Well, that's all the time we have today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. You can catch all of our episodes where you found this one, as well as on terrestrial and satellite radio, on iTunes, online at Acast, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, and nearly any place you can listen to a podcast. The easiest way to find this show on your phone is to ask Alexa, Siri, or Google, or whoever the gal is that talks to you on your phone, play podcast Sip, Suds, and Smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us online at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our daily tasting notes fly out on Twitter every day at sipsudsmoke, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. And you'll be able to interact with the thousands of other fans on those social media platforms. Do us a favor, and please take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. That's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. And I want to thank our co-host for joining us today. Thank you, Brent. Uh, it's a pleasure. Pass those lucky charms. <laughs> Thank you, Maury. Damn you, Brent. I was just about to tell him how excited I was to have those lucky charms. I haven't had them in I'm years. Bog- I'm bogarting those lucky charms. And it was a really not nice compliment more. to the whiskey. So thank you, Bob. All right. Thank you, Justin. <laughs> thank you, Bob. Always a pleasure to be here. And thank you, Alan. I don't know why the heck you invited me, but it's a wonderful time being here with all the guys. Thank right. you. I've been meaning to tell you, we actually didn't. Just, <laughs> we, were, we were all kind of shocked when you walked in the door. It was like it was like he showed up at the door. We were like, what? What the heck is he doing? So. Yeah. smelled the whiskey yeah <laughs> yeah he's, he's like a shark he can smell one drop of whiskey and 10 million gallons of water and three thousand miles away it's the most amazing thing ever he's like a bloodhound when it comes to alcohol so <laughs> all right well, put, well put. He, was, he was wandering halfway across the state you popped that bottle he yep. knew right where to come well for sip says and soaks this is made mad bob and we thank you for joining us and remember life is too short to drink cheap whiskey been a one-tan hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.